Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi there, I'm Glenn Saville, and you're listening to the Always Race Day podcast. What's up, guys? Connor Ferguson uh, here for Always Race Day, a little emergency uh, podcast tonight. Real quick, I do want to thank our uh, partners over at the Carlotto Group uh, for being our presenting sponsor. This is going to be kind of a short one, probably keep it to somewhere under 20 minutes. I don't know where we're going to land because I'm going to get real passionate in a second about it. Uh, and we'll get... We're going to do uh, our regular shows on Monday, so we'll have everything from uh, the weekend surrounding NASCAR, uh, World of Allies, and David Gravel winning the uh, final race at Devil's Bowl, everything that happened on Saturday. I thought if you're looking for analysis on uh, that sprint car race on Saturday, Justin Fiedler uh, really summed it up perfectly in his video today uh, about the crazy conspiracy theories that I think a lot of people try to jump to because it makes sense in some parts of the parts of their head and uh, it doesn't really come across the same in others that maybe watch it more on a different side of the sport than a common fan but I uh, wanted to come on here and talk about that uh, uh, dirt track world championship uh, race tonight long day uh that i had but um certainly an exciting uh and very interesting race um and a lot of the show is uh gonna be surrounding the format uh to the dirt track world championship and uh what they did uh this year on the lucas tour and um how did how it i guess uh ended up playing up playing out tonight man i cannot talk today we'll, we'll get that fixed in the next few minutes here uh brandon shepherd ends up winning the race Hudson O'Neill ends up winning the 2023 Lucas Oil Late Model Dirt Series Championship. So, okay, go for it, everybody. You know, everyone wants to, this championship doesn't matter. It doesn't mean anything because how do you win the last race? And that's all he won. Um, he had some wins this year, quite a few, actually. Uh, had a pretty good season, but he won the championship on the night where it counted, right? And you can put an asterisk there if you want. I like that's fine i guess but what what escapes me is when i like see like even late model drivers marketed right even when they market these guys the first time jonathan davenport's name was on the nascar broadcast it was that he won uh however many worlds however many dreams or the eldora million i'm pretty sure two of the three of those races were on there uh, and i can't quite remember uh, the context of it was at Bristol dirt. Um, I can't quite remember which ones were on there, but they reference races. They don't, 
reference series long championships for some reason. I, I was always, always confused by that. And I don't know necessarily who put that specific graphic together, but others, when I've been getting into dirt racing and stuff like that would bring up, oh, this guy won this many of this big races. They would never say, this guy's won this many championships. The only series that would really get that treatment was the World of Outlaws. So um, I guess what I'm saying is the championship doesn't matter any less whatsoever. You can tomorrow, I mean, ne literally next year, even at the same event, wherever the hell they have it, right? You can award a regular season champion. And with this format and that there's no point cutoffs or anything, it's strictly the first however many races and the last one, it's like a two round type of deal that you can kind of imagine it like that. Um, but, you know, that last, you can award a champion, a regular season champion after the penultimate weekend. Like who said you can't like, I don't think that would take anything away from anybody. And I don't think that would give Ricky Thornton Jr. too much credit. And maybe you throw some extra money on that and do that officially. But either way, you know, how things are remembered is like completely subjective to what the context of the conversation is, right? Like that that night will be memorable because of what Hudson O'Neill did and getting to the front because the format played out and did what it was designed to do and create reaction, create excitement around the sport. And really it delivered on all fronts. There was a ton of things about the race itself that I did not like whatsoever. I thought the track surface was bad at a big event at Eldora again, okay? Again, it's, they get hit with rain every time there's a big week in there. It's the weirdest thing. Um, I know they're trying, you know, try harder, try something different maybe, I don't know. It sucks, tore up equipment. There's six race cars that finished the race tonight. That's bad, that's a negative. There was a shit ton of yellows. And yet in the last 20 laps, I thought there was two very obvious moments where you could have called another yellow flag. And it, my friend, uh, Jacob Hoard over in Ohio, very quick to point out, you only get the yellow flag if you don't, if you stay out on the racetrack going off the pace, not if you pull in. Here's the deal. There's other cars, or there's other cars fighting for spots all over the track. And we have this subjective rule of you have to get to the finish line before the yellow comes out to get the spot that you just passed for. Well, you take that away either way with the caution, but there's stuff going on all over the place. So I think it still matters to call it in that on that uh, Davenport one. Um, although I'm not nearly as pissed off about it as I am uh, on uh, when Moran came under, uh, who was it? So Jimmy Owens, it was Jimmy Owens. Um, when he came under Jimmy Owens coming out of four, that was egregious, call the yellow there. I'd be more of a fan if you protected your top four at all costs, if we're going to have this in, please people be vigilant on social media. They're throwing buzzwords out left and right tonight. The same NASCAR bullshit ones that you hear all year long about the most random thing. And it's just their version of saying something is uh, mundane or weird to them. and. It's the absolute worst practice in the world. Uh, but if you want to call the format a gimmick, if it's a gimmick already to create excitement, then I think you can throw in the gimmick of, yeah, we're going to be a little extra careful when we throw cautions um, based on who the top four in the championship are. And so if one of them's off the pace, we're going to throw a yellow and see if they can get the car back out there because we want this settled on the track. 
I think that is completely respectful. Feel free to disagree on that one. Um, some other things I didn't like. So the number of cautions, right? Usually a rec fest race isn't good. I thought the race was fantastic. So it kept me entertained the entire night. Great stuff. It went a little long. Sometimes races go on, you know, is what it is. Um, but there's not many races that have all those issues and you turn around at the end of it and you go, that was, that was worth the watch. That was good. Um, that's probably like one of three, maybe four I can name. I know one of those was a, a robo race. I watched that, uh, we did, we did some, uh, argument arguing on, uh, the asphalt podcast on it. So, um, I, I think to what it was designed to do and that was create ex excitement and create hype. I, I think they knocked it out of the park. I hope they keep doing it in the future. There's at, like, there's absolutely zero reason to compare it to what NASCAR does and say like, we shouldn't do what NASCAR does because they lost a lot of fans in the nineties. It's the 2020s guys, like it's 2023. It's about to be 2024. I don't, I, obviously I wasn't alive most of the nineties, but I don't give two shits about what happened in the nineties. Okay. It's a different sport now. Late model racing is different. Sprint car is different. There's more fans than there ever has been before. And you're trying to attract new ones. Do you think the people that stopped watching NASCAR in the nineties are going to turn on dirt racing today with this big subscription package they have to order to watch it? No, you got to do out of the box things to try and get some fans and you got to keep it fair. But I, I thought they did. I thought they brought together the best of both worlds with the whole format and everything that happened. So I, I just don't, I don't see the complaints in anything, you know, um, changing how they do this uh, or making it different from what they were saying is they voted on it. I don't know if that was uh, so on the flow broadcast, they were saying groups of people voted on it. I don't know if that was drivers. I don't know if it was, people in the industry, you know, whatsoever. Uh, I'll ask around on that um, and kind of see where we're at in a couple of weeks there. But I, I thought um, overall, like through the night, so RTJ has that first issue and already you're off the bat. There's maybe going to be someone to watch in the back of the field. Maybe there's going to be something going on elsewhere. Uh, where are these other championship contenders? You're looking for them all night, right? Um, that it, it just created in obviously since we got into covering the sport and watching more of it in 2020 this race laps the field with the other dirt track world championships laps the field i i, I never really understood the name of it tonight the name of that event lived up to its its name i, sh I should say um and if you're still i know there's going to be people out there that are just like this is stupid it's a dumb way to do, to uh determine a champion well, that's not what we do in 2023, not in dirt racing who, you know, yeah, we're going to honor the season long champions at the end of the year, but that's what it's all it's going to be. You know, there's not a massive moment. You can win a world of Atlas championship and not win the Knoxville nationals. You know, you can go win a Lucas tour and not win this race, obviously. Um, it, it, that doesn't define anything except for how your season was right like I, I i'm struggling to figure out a way to articulate um that the champion that is listed on something yeah you're gonna look back on it in 20 years and be like oh he won that year but you're gonna rem remember the night 
that Hudson O'Neill had tonight. And the fact that he took advantage of that lucky dog rule saved, saved it the entire season. Had it in his back pocket tonight. I, I would assume they knew they had it. <laughs> I've not heard many people talk about that lucky dog rule. Um, I like it a lot. Uh, but yeah, I mean, that's it's strategy. It was exactly what you wanted out of a championship night and the things that go on in between them. Uh, and what I was trying to get at was in 2023, and part of my job, and what I tell people is the toughest part of my job, or maybe like the, the part of my job I do the most is explaining to people um, in their words, you know, compared to, not, I shouldn't say compared to the sport they watch, but explaining to casual people that don't know what dirt racing is, don't watch dirt racing, what's going on, why something's impactful, why are they doing it like this, and how good is this guy? Those are the four like most common questions I get asked by far. And when you have something like that, it, it caters itself to the major event weekends, right? We call them majors on our show all the time. Um, that's, we race all, all the time. We race every weekend and a few times a year, different types of cars, different types of events, indoor, outdoor, um, Eldora, Knox, you know, name name whatever discipline right and there's a major event going on this weekend's the weekend of this major event right that's what this whole sport is doing it's being i guess boomed um it's growing on the precipice of having these major event weekends uh and i think that's a massive part of it it reminds me of golf that's exactly how the PGA operates and everyone goes to their FedEx cup thing. And I don't really know the format to that. And people will talk trash about the format. It's like, okay, well then don't consider someone a champion. I don't care. Like doesn't matter to me if the event rocks and I'm going to hopefully watch it and hopefully it kicks ass. And tonight and how they did that race, it was designed to kick ass. Now, that being said, I don't want it to be at, El at Eldora every season. I want it to rotate. I wanted NASCARs to rotate for years. I hope they change the track that it's at um, every season and, and kind of work on a rotation. It doesn't need to be a 12 track rotation or something, but get a few different uh, places in there that you know have, I guess, A, the facilities, B, the weather. Um, I would say track prep should be included in what I would want to see, but obviously that has no bearing on anything after tonight. So um, this is uh, from Tim Truex on Loud Pedal TV as well. If you want more convincing that this format is fine, you can still feel bad for RTJ. You can still say he had the best year. No one's, no one's uh, coming at you for saying that whatsoever. But every driver in the top four tonight made more money on Sunday uh, than they would have in the 2021 edition of this event. So I don't know, uh, you're getting more money, you're getting more excitement, you're doing exactly what this sport needs to keep adding fans and keep attracting new ones and keep people talking about it. And you just had a night where there's absolutely zero, 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 no shortage of things to talk about. I think that's the biggest thing. And I, I will leave you guys, uh, I think on this point, let me get to the end of it and we'll see if we're done yet. Uh, 
every every major uh, every major we cover, uh, there's usually talk of what the format for that weekend is going to look like. Right? There's a lot of the same complaints, you know, year round at whatever event about whatever thing, um, and they usually it's people that care. Uh, Ninety five percent of it is people that care. They want it to get better. That's why they're complaining. I like to say that's why I'm complaining. Sometimes people like to listen to it, but that's a different deal. I, I try not to think about those people. Um, but I will have folks all the time. If I say anything remotely negative about that stupid ass big wheel that they have on the grounds at Eldora, I want to set it on fire. I want to destroy it. Inverts suck. I hate inverts. It's a gimmick, right? Buzzword. Exactly. It's the same type of deal. If you're, if you don't like this format, because I have people all the time, it, my thinking on it is if we're going to watch cars qualify, if we have a three-day race, so the first two days are all about qualifying for the race on Saturday, why should they be awarded for not being the fastest? Like whoever is in the lead after Friday standing should first and heat one. Second guy, first and heat two. Oh, that would take away the excitement from heat races. That's what you're going to say for the invert people out there. That's what you're going to say would take the excitement away from the heat races. Okay, well, we just added some excitement to the A main. So why is that any different than this stupid ass invert argument? I think I've said my piece on that at, at the very least. So I enjoyed the race. I enjoyed uh, the entire night despite issues. Um, those issues would ruin a lot of races. They would sour the nights of a lot of series, a lot of people that put on races, a lot of people that put on broadcast, watch broadcast and watch racing uh, just for fun. It would have done exactly that. And I'm not crediting the format for the entirety of it, but 98% of why that race was delivered like it could was because of the invert they put forward so we'll see if they go with it again next year i hope they do this was way better than any of the last few third track world championships it's not even close it's not even remotely in the conversation it's a fantastic um series of events that went on at eldora tonight and I don't know. I guess we'll, we'll see what they do next year. We'll see what it turns out to be. I hope you guys uh, end up enjoying this show. I know I was kind of everywhere with it. It's been a long day, but uh, yeah, we'll be back Monday. Um, I think, I think I've gotten everything off my chest on that. Okay. We'll, we'll be all right. We'll talk more about it on uh, Monday and maybe, maybe we'll get Damon or Caleb to be really heavy on the, uh, on your guys' side and getting rid of this uh, this format. So I thought it was great. Props to Lucas, props to Flo. Um, hope everyone that went to Eldora tonight enjoyed it. Uh, and if you just stayed home and watched, I hope that was a good time for you too. Uh, we'll be back Monday. And uh, this has been Always Race Day. Thanks, guys.